This is Do We Like Movies. It's a podcast where two guys review individual movies, sequels, and occasional television shows. In this show, we talk about our experiences with them, and we answer the question, Do we like this movie? Welcome to Do We Like Movies. I'm your host, Angel. Hey, locals. Where the hell have you been? It's your host, Hobby. Oh, God. All right. Here we are, guys. We're we're talking Twilight again. Uh, we did this movie, I believe, at the beginning of this year. And uh, it got a lot of really positive feedback. <laughs> People really <laughs> liked us having a discussion about this. And... Uh, so we've decided that we're actually going to do the rest of this series now uh, because it's just why not, right? We we started it. We might as well go through the entire thing and finish it. Plus, this is one of those movie series that I really am not very familiar with. Uh, I know it was a big deal in the early 2010s, um, and I was definitely like, you know, saw all the commercials and I, I know it was very popular in the time that I was coming out, but this is something that I've come to much in much later years uh and yeah here so you know here we are uh yeah, back in forks talking more twilight <laughs> with this week's gonna... <laughs> movie uh the twilight saga new moon we're here to exploit all all your ting angst and all your playlists from the 2013s don't try to hide them we know where they are <laughs> we know how many times you listen to kings of leon yeah it's 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 so crazy that like something that's that's you know from 2009 can be so nostalgic at this point in time already i know i keep thinking of 2009 okay where were you in 2009 do you remember in college i start i was starting college like i remember 2009 is such a weird like i was like in my third year yeah it was like my third year of college yeah so it's (laughs) your You're starting your third year. I'm starting my freshman year. I'm like traveling to East Bay and I'm making all these friends. I took up smoking because I was like, oh, yeah, I can do whatever I want now. Fucking terrible nice. habit. I'm glad I'm along in this movie. <laughs> I know. <for> real. <laughs> like, it's one of those, uh, yeah, it's, it was one of those weird snapshots of time where it's like, I very much equate 2009 with exploring. What it means like to be an adult and finally having freedom, much like our main character in this movie. Now, did I have a romance with a vampire that ended with me immediately trying to like off myself? (laughs) I will see. Oh, guys. Yeah, it's uh, obviously I don't know if you have an experience with this, but this is my first time seeing this movie. So unless you've seen it before recording this podcast, I really do think we can kind of get into it immediately. Yeah, if you want to hear our thoughts on the, the general Twilight, go ahead and listen to the first episode. <laughs> oh, people love that first episode, and they also love uh, the amount of time that you and I spent talking about minor league baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I know, lucky bastards. There's no line about major or minor league baseball in this movie, so I can't rant against MLB today. Yeah, seriously. Um, 
to the point where I, I'm going to say this before we even start talking about this movie. Like I, this feels less like a sequel and more like a spinoff, if that makes sense. Right. Like I feel like we're following, you know, in the last movie we spent all this time with Bella and, um, and uh, Edward and getting to know like the vampire brood, Right. And I feel like we spent like fair amounts of time with them. And I think because you and I, like you know, last year, we did uh, let the right one in. I think we had like a pretty decent entry point for, you know, the idea of a quote unquote vampire love story. And I think because of some, the fact that I've seen something like get the right one in, like let the right one in, um, that I have some kind of a reference point. And maybe it made me you know have some kind of relation to these characters uh, in that first movie this movie is going to spend a ton of time on the character of jacob black who was barely introduced in the last movie and i have to say i think the fact that the that he is such a focal point of this movie is going to be one of the major problems that i have with it Oh, 100%. And okay. no, no shitting on Taylor Lautner. I don't blame him. No. It is the terrible writing around his character and the weird, yes. the weird sexualization of brown dudes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. My wife was telling me while we were watching this movie for this podcast that he's since talked about how he, he like he suffered with body dysmorphia in in the years like since this so it, it is cool. weird to look at it these are and, and it happens with edward too there's like the scene at the end of the movie where he's just like shirtless in like italy <laughs> which for some reason we end up there and uh, <laughs> yeah I, I, i'm now these years later i'm very uncomfortable with the uh, with the sexualization of all of these characters in this movie it just feels doesn't it feel inappropriate despite the fact that they're all clearly adults <laughs> well actually friend of the show eddie and i were talking about that kind of fairly recently in reference to jennifer lawrence because you know she went out got two oscars before she turned 30 did uh the entire freaking mocking no what's it called the uh, Mocking hunger Day games or hunger games yeah yeah she did the hunger games and she did x-men and then um and now she's like in this weird place where kind of like elijah wood where she can kind of do whatever she wants like what project she wants mm -hmm. but it's weird right because at 22 she was being casted into these roles where she was like like the like she set this beauty standard for 30 year olds because she was playing like older like older women mm -hmm. and the same thing with like zach efron for example where zach efron is Entire career has been based around his abs and the fact that he has a physique. Even right now, as we're waiting for Iron Claw to come out in, uh, in you December. know what though, I'm gonna say that Zac Efron is more in the kind of where Robert Pattinson is, right? Like someone who started very young in like these like very popular commercial movie series and has been able to successfully transition into more adult roles and. You know, for us who we're obviously fans of pro wrestling, and we know that Zach Efron is going to be, uh, you know, in that in that uh, Von Erich, uh, you know, family movie, 
which is going to be, I'm going to say right now for people who, who are not familiar with pro wrestling, it is going to be a hard movie to watch. <laughs> is the fact that it's an A24 movie hasn't tipped you off that it's going to yeah. be like kind of super serious? Yeah, take it from wrestling fans. This is not going to be an easy movie to sit through. <laughs> yeah. And then with Robert Pattinson, I think you and I had talked about it in the last time we discussed this. Obviously, he went off to do a lot more of these like character roles and and, and these like dingy like little indie movies and and mm-hmm. now most prominently he's like Batman. So clearly he's he's and he did Tenet, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's definitely now like kind of officially, you know, He's finally an actor, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It's it's kind of like the Leo DiCaprio thing, right? You go from being a teen heartthrob, or like you know, this it's someone who's like just looked at as being attractive, or Matt Damon, and then you cross over into like I'm an adult, a serious actor now. And uh, I do think it's unfortunate. I think you know, you and I have talked about it seriously that we don't. Yeah, at least me. Like I, I'm, I'm not looking into this. I'm not hate watching these movies, you know, mm-hmm. like, unfortunately the acting in this is not good, but they're also I, kids, I, you know, but they're like... also kids. And then the thing <laughs> is, of course, and I think we talked about this the last time we did twilight, but I think because these actors have gone on to do other things like where they clearly have shown that they're good actors, you know, it, it's, it's, I, I'm not just going to harp on like just shitting all over the actors in this movie. And I am a little, it's, it is unfortunate that Taylor Lautner is going to be the one of the three that is like probably not had the most success in the years since. Just remember y'all Hollywood is full of a bunch of creepy fucking weirdos that sexualize, you know, prepubescent adults, yeah. <laughs> prepubescent teens. And don't harp on movies with teen actors for flat line delivery when there's a line that's literally, hey, Loka, where the hell have you been? <laughs> I think that's all I got to say about that as I throw yeah. my my scarf over my shoulder. <laughs> so uh, what do you think? Do, nah, people, I mean, people understand what Twilight is. We don't got to give them a recap, do they? Uh, well, just uh, maybe the only thing we really have to say about the last movie is that by the end of the last movie, Bella and Edward are together, right? Like that was the them getting together movie. Um, mm-hmm. And now we're in a world where I'll say this. I think one of the problems that I had with this, because where I kind of felt like it wasn't as good as the first one, I felt like we got a pretty decent bead on Bella's friends, right? Like we got to spend time with like the people around her. Mm. And it's like she had a mom. <laughs> she has friends at school. <laughs> and um, emphasis on Adam. Well, because it's like, yeah, it's like I feel like despite the fact that yes, Anna Kendrick is in this and and uh and who else? Uh, Chris, uh, what's her other friend? The girl who was, you know, the other girl who who she was friends with. Like th- these actors are there; they're still mm-hmm. in this movie, but they're they they don't matter at all. <laughs> no, they are. And I think with that, we can kind of just jump into the movie, mm-hmm. right? I think yeah. um, so. This movie takes place almost immediately. Um, well, it doesn't pick up immediately after because it sounds like it's been two years since uh the first movie. Um, Bella is starting her senior year of high school, she's been dating uh Edward throughout this time, 
And kind of like you were saying, it feels like she's re kind of retreated from her normal friend circle, and she's kind mm-hmm. of like devoted all her focus to being Edward's partner and kind of like a a friend slash ally to the Cullen family. Mm-hmm. Um. So as she's turning, um, yeah, she's a, she's turning eighteen. Um. You know, we kind of see that there's a lot of lack of enthusiasm from her and that she really just doesn't care about turning her age. Uh, meanwhile, everyone around her is um, super excited, including the Cullen family. Um, and I think a big part of that is kind of like the major crux of this film, right? Is that as she gets older, she's realizing, like, it's really kind of cementing the fact that as she's going gets older as a human... Uh, Edward is only going to stay 17 forever, essentially 17, 18 forever. And that's pretty much how he's going to look like um, until she either decides to break off the relationship or until they make a decision to turn her into a vampire. Yeah. And we um, talked about this and we talked about this the, the, when we did the first Twilight movie. And I think, again, because we were looking back on something like Let the Right One In. I think what we mentioned during the original Twilight review was the tragedy in all of this is, you know, a va- and the tragedy in a human and vampire love story is the fact that, you know, Bella's fate, if she is to be a human in love with a vampire, is going to be the same as Oscar's in Let the Right One In, where she will she she will be the one that it basically becomes a care goes from being romantic interest to caretaker. Uh you know, it, it, and I feel like this movie could have explored more of that. And I think the beginning of, of it made me think we were going to go more into that with like, you know, the nightmares, her having like those dreams of getting old and stuff like that. But I, they start that and then it's like, no, we're not going to do that. Actually, we're here's uh, we're going to do a little bit of it when they're in class and you know, it's funny the scene where they're like, um, where Bella and Edward are in class together and they're going over Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're clearly not paying attention to what the teacher's saying. And when the teacher calls on Edward, like obviously Edward's able to recite the line that, you know, the stuff from Romeo and Juliet that they're reading. And it took mm-hmm. me a second to realize it's like, of course he knows that. He's been in high school for like literal decades. So exactly. Obviously he understands it. So he um, finally is at least memorized the lines. Yeah. But so that's things... but but that's as far as it goes into that. Like that we're we're yes, like Which is so it annoying. Be, it's so bad, dude. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, that's probably one of the most interesting things when exploring a human-vampire relationship is that one person will stay forever young while another person's going to age normally. And kind of like the dynamics that creates and kind of the insecurities that come. And now, ultimately, it always leads to a tragic romance. Like, every vampire I've ever read and or watched on screen... There's always a scene where they find the beautiful, you know, who was once the beautiful uh, maiden in their youth, and they find them all old and shit, and they're like, oh, you're as beautiful as the day I met you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like in in Marvel when Captain America did that with Peggy, you know? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's always, like, such an interesting scene, such a cool way to, like... Um, 
to 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 examine what immortality is. But the problem is you and I forgot that this was originally made to be the spank bank of a Mormon woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So one of one of the things that we do pick up is during the radio chatter is that there does appear to be maulings and uh killings taking place in the woods somewhere around around Forks uh near mm-hmm. the reservations. Um so it sounds like those attacks have been continued um and Bella's dad has been you know as the as the sheriff has continued kind of hunting and trying to uh eliminate those things from happening um but yeah kind of going back to when I <laughs> the joke I wanted to make about how Bella has um kind of like abandoned her friend group is that we see in the beginning when she does meet up with them everyone's super awkward around her because it seems like they hadn't seen her in months. Mm-hmm. And then there's that part where, where Edward drives up, and then that one dude is like, oh, look, it's Cullen. And as he pulls up, he just like takes up like seven spots. <laughs> yeah, he's like the only one who parks sideways. I know. I was like, what a dick, dude. <laughs> I know it's it's but it really does solidify how at this point it's like her only what appears to be her only real contact is the Cullen family because it, right it, because it's her birthday it's her 18th birthday and the only celebration that she gets is either you know she gets a cake with her dad in the early morning before she gets to school and mm-hmm. then after school it's her with this with the vampire brood <laughs> celebrating yeah. with them. And they invite her over and they start giving her presents. Um, Alice, like, apparently doesn't understand boundaries and keeps going, <laughs> keeps going through Bella's shit. And she ends up finding a digital camera that her mom had sent her. And um, Bella's mom asked for uh, Bella to make a, like a scrapbook and to try to. Uh, capture pictures of moments with her friends and so that she can send it and share that with her all the way in Jacksonville. That's the closest we come to mentioning <laughs> the, the minor league baseball boyfriend. <laughs> so I'll let it go. <laughs> but it's at that point where she ends up getting a paper cut. And uh, what we learn is that not everyone in the Cullen family has the same level of self-control. As it turns out that Jasper, being the youngest of the vampire brood, um, gets triggered into a blood frenzy. And he immediately goes to attack Bella, uh, whom uh, Edward saves, in quotes, by shoving her super hard into a (laughs) glass table. Cutting her and exposing her blood. (laughs) And then, literally uh, throwing chum in the water but pretty okay. much i was like you fucking moron <laughs> <laughs> at that point uh carlisle and uh the rest of the older the the older guy i forgot what his name is um they're able to they're able to control jasper and they're able to get everyone out of the house or get everyone away from bella while um carlisle is able to kind of work on her um work on her wounds um 
but Edward, you know, this starts putting the thought in Edward's head that he, he and the rest of the Cullens are putting uh, Bella in danger. Um, and I think this is kind of where she starts depositing the idea of turning her into a vampire, to which mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't, um, doesn't agree, doesn't want to do it, and he actually tells her that um, they that the Cullens have to leave. Uh, because people are starting to notice that Carlisle hasn't aged since he got to town. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which puts the vampire family at risk. Um, and he and not being able to take no for an answer, uh, Edward finally just breaks it off completely with Bella. So sudden. <laughs> like, he gave her no he, say. He, he fucks off from this movie in a way that I absolutely wasn't expecting. <laughs> he fucks <laughs> off from a relationship in a way I absolutely respect. Yeah. As like, a committophobe, just dips. No, it's so weird because it's like, I swear I started thinking, I'm like, okay, is her becoming a vampire supposed to be like an allegory for her losing her virginity or what? Like, that's what it feels like, right? Right, like I just—it's weird. It's weird how like he's completely turned off by the idea of her becoming a vampire with him, and I wish I could understand. They explain that he has like some kind of obsession with her because she's human and she has some kind of goodness that he like is attracted to. That's not good enough reason for me. That's well. Remember, she like no one can read her mind, and traditional vampire powers, quote unquote, traditional vampire powers, <laughs> and not powers made up just for a Stephanie Meyer movie, <laughs> don't have any effect on her. And that's what's always intrigued her, intrigued him, is how different she is. Um, which I guess I was... makes sense why he's interested, but. I don't know. It's like it took it takes you kind of explaining that for me like to to feel that more. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like for given how the last movie was really them all getting together again, it's very sudden that he has decided to just oh you're in danger, so now I'm going to go now. And it doesn't feel like something that this character should do <laughs> it do, yeah it, it's a weird sloppy reason for him to just suddenly leave mm-hmm. and like cut all contact it's it, um, it basically something that doesn't really make sense for the character and only kind of exists because the plot needs to get him out of the way mm-hmm. that's what it is and yeah. it's just like they do a really they handle it super weird and clumsily for him to get out of the picture um and then begins the fucking longest grieving process I've ever seen. Okay, it's one thing if it's like actually her grieving and like you know watching her go through a breakup and I guess you do, but it's some of the other melodramatic elements like her having these insane night terrors that for some reason <laughs> went away when she was with Edward and then come back into full force when she's no longer with him. 
Um, and then also the fact that she like becomes like an adrenaline junkie <laughs> and literally just wants to die because because the closer she is to death, like she's able to see him. And what I don't understand is is it is is she really talking to Edward or is she just like it's hallucinating? <laughs> It makes zero sense to me. He set up a force ghost that every time she tries to do something stupid, because apparently he knew, he knew she was gonna try to off herself as soon as the relationship ended. So he put together this weird force ghost to be like, "Stop doing that. That's stupid." Yeah, and they they basically they basically pissed away like kind of all I I thought was interesting about this uh, in this in this completely forced breakup they do this weird night terror thing right was and this I thought, in the last movie and i forgot it or were her night terrors yeah no, <laughs> no so this was not, not in all. the last movie this literally was made up for this this wasn't something that just happens here but they also didn't break up in the last movie who gives a fuck? She started alone in the last movie. They weren't together. So so here's the thing. So uh, I was talking to a friend who believes that Twilight is for the girls, and I was like, okay, so I need your help understanding this movie. I'm yeah. like, what is it with the night terrors? Is it that she's become supernaturally bonded to Edward because she's been exposed to him for so long that now that she has like this supernatural connection to him from being a that that she can't control because she's a, a human trying to understand a vampire instead of a vampire living with a vampire like starting a romantic relationship and i'm like is that why is like the toll the mental toll too much for her like spirit to handle and my friend was then like oh that makes much more sense no she's just has night terrors <laughs> Oh, oh, God. That's stupid. Again, I did not go into this movie watching it wanting to hate it, but there were like literal points in this like post breakup where I swear to God, I snorted with laughter, like just con- trying to contain laughter because I. Uh, it's it's literally her screaming in bed. <laughs> ah, it just reminds me of Homer the Simpsons, whatever he, he had night terrors. Uh, Come over to the oh, like it, it's so weird. It's it, like it, it's okay, or like the other one. There, there's because if you watch something like The Shining, there's a scene in The Shining where when Jack Nicholson's going batshit crazy. He like falls asleep at the bar and he's like screaming in his sleep. And apparently it's him having dreams about killing his son, which he ends up trying to do later. Spoiler Spoilers. alert for The Shining. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> Spoiler alert for like a 40-year-old. 40-year-old movie. <laughs> but um, but anyway, like it's just like th- that's that's the thing. It's like it's it, it feels like that, like just but except it it it's not, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like the dreams about her having fears about like growing old and she's not going to be with Edward much anymore and he's just going to stay the <laughs> what is it have you ever seen the movie um gosh what is that Richard Linklater movie uh the, the one about the the last day of college Ben Affleck was in it 
but uh it's a movie that matthew mcconaughey's in and he just talks about like hanging around which is creepy too he hanged around like all these like high school texas girls oh you know, goes, uh, days and confused yeah days and confused where yeah. he talks about how all the girls keep getting younger but he's still okay what's it they, they all the girls uh, keep getting younger but he stays the same age or something like yeah, that yeah the I more know. i age the more these girls there you uh, go get older or something like that which is horrifying <laughs> But very yeah. in tune with like the kind of movie we're watching right now. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, it, it just it, it, like we get the scene where hey, look, Bella, she's finally hanging out with friends again, and uh, she's supposed to hang out with Anna Kendrick. And I forget, oh, gosh, what's Anna Kendrick's character name? I don't even remember anymore. And uh, she, but she hanged out it's with not her. Bella. It's <laughs> Bella and not Bella. <laughs> <laughs> no i better look it up jessica so she hanged out with jessica and they go to like seduce they're doing some kind of girls night thing and they're outside and they see like bikers like you know the ones that i guess bella saw in the first movie mm-hmm. and she's like literally trying to get herself kidnapped by bikers <laughs> to get edward to show up and i swear to god it just reminded it was very like lois lane in the superman cartoon to me if you ever watch the superman cartoon where it just feels like lois lane would literally like purposefully put herself in dangerous situations to force him to show up oh absolutely like she would step <laughs> off building ledges to see if super Superman would come save her. <laughs> yeah, except Edward does not actually show up, and because she is so horny for him, she in turn actually ends up becoming horny for danger after this. Don't forget, and I can't believe we haven't talked about it yet, is that after the breakup, she disappears in the woods for like, <laughs> like two days. And because it's reservation land, they get help from... Uh, from Jacob's dad. I forget what his name is. God, I feel so bad that on any of these side characters that aren't the Cullens or like any of the main wolves are, are all like of no consequence. <laughs> <laughs> we find that one of the uh, one of the tribal leaders named Sam, who apparently runs a cult of young men, I guess at this point. Billy. Um, Billy is the father. Uh yeah, and 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 yes, continue. Yeah, so Bill uh so Billy is um is Jacob's dad. So he uh he helps Charlie uh in the woods look for, uh look for Bella and she ends up getting found by, by Sam, who's like the leader of this what Jacob refers to as kind of like a cult among the res uh kind of like the res folk, where he's just the guy that takes in all these young men who are always shirtless, always <laughs> baggy shorts and or denim cutoffs. You know, maybe in all of these movies, Bella's dad is probably still like my favorite character because for some reason his you know name's Charlie Swan. Uh, for some reason, Charlie Swan is able to just roll with whatever the fuck is happening. <laughs> Because I told my wife that, you know, if I had a shirtless man carry my unconscious daughter out of the woods. In the middle of the night. (laughs) And I'm a gun-carrying police officer, I might just air that motherfucker out. (laughs) How is he not even concerned? Slightly concerned. How is this guy not automatic jail? He may not have to be charged with anything, but literally at least bring him in, in for questioning. He's a literal shirtless, shoeless man 
who's carrying an unconscious woman who's been missing for days. I would at least have a follow-up question or two, like, <laughs> hey, where did you find her? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's freaking wild. But no, the movie's just like, no, just accept it, losers. And during this time, um, there is, you know, we get to see Jacob go through two eras in this film. There's his uh there's his long hair boy era, and then there's his hose era where he gets his hair cut. Um both of these he looks like a 15-year-old boy, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I guess during all of this, because this is taking place around the time that Edward is no longer in the story, we also get the scene where um where Charlie tries to send Bella to live with her mother in Jacksonville because oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> because of how depressed she is. And I don't want laugh at depression. It's just it, it... <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. So uh, yeah, it's just like he's very like, yeah, it, this stinks and this isn't working for you. And Edward's not here anymore. So why don't you just go back mm-hmm. to Jacksonville? And she's like, no. I got plenty of friends. <laughs> and that's when she starts hanging out with Jessica. Yeah. And like you said, this is where she discovers like the closest she can find her connection to um to uh Edward is by putting herself in danger. Right. So, so she reaches out to Jacob, she gets these old like beater, like disgusting looking dirt bikes, and essentially she deposits, Hey, how about you and I put these together and we start hanging out? Mm-hmm. Um and during this time, she gets really close to Jacob. Um, she mentions that the night terror stopped when she's around him. Um, and then she starts kind of like being herself again. Um, you know, they and they hang out, they go to they they um they work on the uh bikes together. I think there's that scene where I think this is where they go to the movies, like Bella tries mm-hmm. to deposit to go on a like well, one one of her friends, uh, that poor dude, he's constantly trying to ask her on a date. It just like swinging a bit. <laughs> well, all I thought about is, didn't they do this last movie, or am I making this up? Did she no, not have? The... Did she not have this? It, it, I don't know if it was this guy or or another character similar to him. No, same um, guy, same guy, same, same guy. Okay, same, same type of joke. It was she. You know, he tries to ask her out. And then she takes it to me, and it's like, oh, a group hangout. So she invites everyone. <laughs> and then he just looks disappointed and sad. Yeah, this guy is just perpetually needs to get the hint. <laughs> yeah. And, and they play him more for a gag this time because, you know, all apparently the girls, none of them can show up. And it ends up completely just being Bella, like him and Jacob. And. I guess Bella does not want to go see a romance movie because it's going to stir up shitty feelings for her, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they end up going to see some stupid ass action movie that yeah. that apparently is so gruesome that it makes this other nerd guy puke. And <laughs> Fucking then... nerd, get out of here. <laughs> this is real Ben hours. And yeah, it basically turns into like, it's the excuse to get Bella and Jacob hanging out with each other. But you know hey, man. in the beginning, Bella's pretty clear. All right. This entire movie, I feel like Bella's pretty clear that 
I don't think she's interested in him in the way that he wants her to be interested in him. Am no, I, am not I, at all. Yeah, I'm not reading this incorrectly, right? And no, I know no. that eventually it's going to be a thing where people wanted it to be like, is she going to pick Edward or Jacob? I have zero interest in seeing these two characters together. <laughs> this borders on... If if you slightly change some of the things Jacob does or how he talks to her, it very much becomes um, Marky Mark in that one abusive boyfriend movie he was in. What's it called? Fear? I think it was Fear. Yeah. <laughs> he is like very close to becoming the boyfriend from Fear. <laughs> Pounding his chest. <laughs> <laughs> like he like he has that scene in the movie theater where he almost he almost fights the joke guy because he's like, oh well baby, you should if you're gonna watch a gory movie, you should be able to withstand it. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets really aggressive to it. I'm like, bro, are you going through like wolf puberty or what? <laughs> what is going on here, buddy? And as it turns out, you're right, he actually went <laughs> through wolf because <laughs> what we learn is that jacob is a werewolf and that there is a whole pack of werewolves living uh on the reservoir which is something that was deposited in the last movie the and reservation you mean res- reservation thank you all right look there's reservation dogs the great show on net on hulu and they shorten it to res dogs, so my brain automatically says reservoir dogs. <laughs> in case my anyone gosh. wonders. Um, but yeah, so it's like all these uh, all these dudes from the res are just um, essentially apparently all werewolves. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It turns out Sam is their leader, and he uh, is essentially training the young men to uh, maintain control of the beast side, so that way they don't ever, um, you know, break away from the pack and become like lone wolves that go on killing sprees or anything. Yeah. Um, and as it turns out, this is the wolf pack that made the original, uh, the original. Uh, treaty with the Cullens when they first came to the Pacific Northwest um, so that way they wouldn't uh, fight each other or kill any humans around mm-hmm. um, so it turns out that's why Jacob is such a dickhead <laughs> for a lot of the movie um, oh, but- dude, the, the, so this isn't uh, when there's scenes of Bella and Jacob along with like these other like kid wolves that are hanging out with them when they all start play fighting with each other i swear to god i started thinking of the room the tommy wiseau movie (laughs) it literally the only (laughs) thing they were missing were like tuxedos and like being in golden gate park because i was like holy shit this is terrible the acting is so and specifically those characters which is crappy right where i'm just like god damn the acting in this got so bad like it was already bad earlier in the movie but it gets it gets worse Mm -hmm. and i think it's maybe it's it is just the writing but it's just like i feel like these the people who are writing these characters like have no idea like or or don't how men interact with each other (laughs) right it's weird it feels like it feels like 
if you got an alien to try to like describe what he thinks human relationships are like. No, I 100% agree. I said that to a friend too, where I was like, because I don't know if you remember, they do the exact same thing. And I pointed out in the first one where if you look in the background when the girls are eating breakfast, it's like all the, all the dude friends mm-hmm. and they're all just like standing in a circle shoving each other. <laughs> and it feels like someone wrote in the script act like 14 year old boys would act yeah without knowing how how that works or what that would look like mm-hmm. uh, because we see that a couple times like you said um you know we and we definitely see it when the when all the boys on the res are wolf play fight <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but kind of what leads us to what leads us to uh, Bella meeting the the rest of the of the wolf pack is um that's when she they test out the mo- the the dirt bikes right mm-hmm. and that's where you get a bunch if you love Edward Cullen Force Ghost you get a bunch of Edward Cullen Force Ghost in this scene yeah <laughs> where as she rides and it gets faster she ends up flying off the bike. Um, and yeah, we learn, and you know, at this point, that's where kind of Jacob, um, you know, takes her back after some time of not seeing him. She goes and confronts him and finds out that he's been a running Sam with Sam and is now a part of this group of werewolves. Um, we also find she also gets confronted by LeBron at one point. Who people might remember as the uh dread uh dreaded vampire from uh the first one mm-hmm. uh who managed to escape. Uh because as it turns out, uh Victoria, the redheaded vampire, uh whose love interest got murked by uh the Cullens uh yeah. in the first movie, uh still wants her revenge. So as in a show of force, the vampires managed to, or I'm sorry, the werewolves managed to kill Laurent, but they continue to hunt Victoria, um, but aren't un- un- unsuccessful in killing her. Um, which this leads to uh Bella kind of running through the forest as well. I think this is is this the part where she tries to jump off the cliff to try to to try to get um uh Edward's uh attention one last time? Probably. Yeah, I can't I can't recall. I, mean, I just watched this movie and I super can't recall. <laughs> well, I do remember that that when she does jump off the cliff, that's when uh she gets saved by uh Jacob and the Wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we also meet uh Sam's uh fiance. Yes. Emily. Oh my god. Yeah, we knew that off the top of our heads and did not spend any time looking that up or finding <laughs> out the character I was referring to. Oh yeah, but at that point, uh Bella meets Emily and it's kind of she kind of serves as a cautionary tale, right? Because mm-hmm. um you know the like one of the one of the uh werewolves um tell uh Bella not to stare because Sam doesn't like when uh people stare and she didn't really know what he was referring to until we see Emily and we see that she has uh you know going down the side of her face like um mm-hmm. like these claw marks um 
And we later learned that at one point Sam had lost control of his uh, beast transformation and uh, almost hurt or, or did hurt her, almost killed her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that he's trying to avoid with the new generation of werewolves is to make sure that the uh, these young men are able to kind of control themselves and be able to uh, keep the beast um, from hurting people that they love and that they care about. Um, so well, but the thing is, with because of Bella's attempted suicide, it did cause a vision for um, everyone's favorite, you know, precog sister Alice. <laughs> <laughs> so Alice, um, comes back to Forks after getting the vision of Bella falling off the cliff, and um, she uh, kind of, yeah, she talks to Bella about that. And really just and is probably the one that closest to like to to making her feel bad or for like saying something about, hey, you shouldn't maybe uh put yourself in danger over a guy. Mm-hmm. Um and she does call her out for trying to commit suicide. Yes. Um, I, the the kind of yeah, and I don't know if this movie is like I'm not gonna ding it for it so much, but the flippant way that we talked about suicide <laughs> in the time that this movie came out. It's just, I don't know if we'd have a teenage, a quote unquote teenage character spend time trying to literally kill herself and then have it be like the B plot in a movie or like just like a, a short stint of the movie. It goes to show you how times have changed, how people can just throw around flippantly. Oh yeah, she tried to kill herself. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Back to the love plot. But as we learn, um, ever since the breakup, uh Edward has uh kind of gone into isolation away from the family, um, living in different parts of the world. What I thought was Brazil at first, because you see the giant Jesus on the hill, but that could literally be anywhere, honestly. Honestly. Mm. And then um what we he ends up calling um or well he's distraught because he's also on you know not doesn't know what uh what's going on with bella so they're hoping that um alice can relay the information so that way he doesn't have to worry however he ends up calling uh bella's house and at this point hose era jacob shows up but going into fear mode, and he ends up <laughs> he ends up taking the phone call before Bella can answer, and he says, "Oh, uh, no, Charlie is available. He's too busy planning a funeral." And then he, as he hangs up, um, it cuts to it cuts to Edward out in I guess Italy, mm-hmm. like crushing his phone in a vampiric sad rage. <laughs> And what we find out is that now, and this is where it gets weird because pretty much everything gets relayed to us that if it doesn't have it on screen, it all gets relayed to us from Alice. But she's like, oh, now Edward believes that Bell is dead and we have to go stop him because he's planning on doing something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then... um 
Yeah, there, there. This is where it starts getting really creepy and possessive with the with the uh, Jacob plot, yes. because you know the 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 girls get their stuff together and they're flying out to they're gonna fly out to uh, Italy to go save Edward, <laughs> whose plan I. <laughs> Okay. This, is, okay. this movie completely falls apart in this act because it's bad enough that she has to deal with this like wolf incel, like mm. which was which was enough of a gag that like I'm just like God, she's just constantly going after these like angsty monsters <laughs> who are both attracted to her and then also mm. get away from me. I'm too unsafe for you. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. And then I straight up told my wife, I was like, I swear to God, I was like, I, I just wish that this could just be like a running gag. And like in every like following movie, it's just like Bella falling in love with another classic movie monster, like a creature from the Black Lagoon, like <laughs> Swim Jock. And then the next movie, it's like Frankenstein Boy in Glee Club. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we haven't even talked about the Anne Rice Council of Vampires. Oh Jesus Christ. Well that's that's what we're getting, right? Like so not only did we 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 started off maybe looking at something interesting. It is the relationship between a human and a vampire and 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 the anxieties that that may bring or the tension that that may bring. Because one of them is immortal and one of them is a human that will eventually die and is of flesh and blood. Then we also have this completely middle thing where we're revolving around, you know, getting to know all these wolves. And at the same time, we're supposed to sympathize with the character of Jacob, who I just don't really care for. And right at the moment where I guess it seems like I'm like, okay, well, this is the movie. I might as well go along with it. Then all of a sudden, you know, as you said, when Alice shows up, it becomes like, okay, well, now we're going to go save Edward. And now we got a globe trot. <laughs> which is like, A, it's fucking ridiculous because, like, is she not still in high school? Like, did, did we forget that this girl is in high school or did school already end? Did she graduate already or did she not graduate yet? No, she hasn't graduated. This is well, exactly. So this is like February. <laughs> Like, it's literally, like, does she not have, like, school? Like, the week that she's going to be traveling to Italy? Well, even... her, her father's a fucking police officer. Mm. What the fuck? <laughs> is he not going to feel like she was... And she was missing. And, like, was found in the woods by shirtless men. <laughs> but, I don't see the problem with this. She is, she is a strong, independent... No, no, she's not. She's not even an adult yet, friend. Well, I guess she is. She's 18. But it's just... But still, like, I... God damn it. We're, we're, now we're traveling to Italy. Now no, don't we're forget, go. the way they write... <laughs> because Incel Jacob even says, what are you going to do about your dad? And she's <laughs> like, I'm going to leave a note. You'll understand. <laughs> She's like gone uh, to Italy. Like, BRB. <laughs> I was just depressed and wanting to kill myself, but BRB with uh friends and I'm mysteriously now missing. Again. Okay. Okay. If I had as someone that works with people 
suffering from mental health issues, if I had a client exhibit this level of mania and <laughs> I would my professional opinion would be go get the giant butterfly nets. Yeah. It's it's a lot. It is and it, it's wild. And then this entire time, Jacob is coming off like a jealous boyfriend, being like, You're gonna run off to him? I'm begging you to stay. Why don't you stay with me? <laughs> he is an incel boy wolf. <laughs> oh my <laughs> listen to your boy wolf. <laughs> Listen here, Intel Wolf Boy. <laughs> I need you to get to puberty before you start yelling at me. Like, <laughs> Where are we going? Nowhere until your voice gets deeper, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so, you gotta wait till your plums drop, son. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Jesus. We're, again, we're in Italy, guys. We're on an airplane. Again, like I was. Oh yeah, vampires can just fly. Like, buddy, I was telling my wife like the last movie felt like it was at least in some kind of reality. Obviously, we were in the same town the entire time, but even then, I feel like the last movie looked better. I feel like the effects looked better. This movie, the effects look worse. It looks cheaper for some reason. It, It feels like a smaller scale story than the last one, and yet all of a sudden in the third act, we're just gonna go to Italy. And it just doesn't. It, you know what it feels like. You ever see the second Jurassic Park movie, Lost World, yep. where it's like the entire movie is about them going to another dinosaur island, and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, cool, this is fine, I can get with it. It's not exactly it's good as the first one, but here we are. And then out of nowhere, the third act is we have a goddamn. Tyrannosaur running through a goddamn American city, so you better buckle up and fucking enjoy it. That's what we're doing here now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because from here on, yeah, the, the third act takes place in Italy, and if you think there's gonna make any sort of sense, I'm sorry, you clearly have not been watching the same movies. <laughs> <laughs> because as we mentioned, this is they introduced the Voltori earlier, who apparently is like, yeah, ground council of vampires, yada yada yada. They make sure that vampires stay hidden. Um Edward <laughs> Edward comes up with the most convoluted suicide plan. <laughs> Where he plans to, in the middle of the day, (laughs) take his shirt off in front of a bunch of humans, which will then reveal his skin of a killer. Mm -hmm. Where, therefore, exposing himself to all the humans, which then (laughs) will force the Voltori to kill him. But the Voltori already told him, we're not going to kill you because... You're, you have a set of powers that are too strong that we can't lose. And he says, then I'm going to expose myself to the humans. And they're like, okay, um, that is your choice. And then we'll kill you. We're not going to do anything to stop you. <laughs> yeah, I hate this. I hate this vampire lore because traditional vampire lore, literally, he could just ask a friend of his to shoot him with a silver bullet or drive a stick through his heart or serve him pasta with garlic 
dies. <laughs> yeah, or maybe he steps in running water for too long, or he literally stays out during the sunrise. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a surprising amount of ways to kill vampires. Yeah. But this movie literally deposits that only vampires can kill other vampires. Unless you're a werewolf, then you can also kill vampires. Yeah. It's it, it again now it's like it's reminding me of you know like Susan made the jokes I don't have a problem with sparkling vampires to me it's not as big a joke as it is for everyone else but it, I'm just like yeah this is stupid I, I'm over I am over the quote unquote rules of the world that we're in here because you, it just doesn't make sense for me it, it boils down to what rules it's like your vampires can literally do whatever the fuck they want and one you know they can read some of them can read minds some of them get visions some of them can are like Dakota Fanning that just make you feel pain for no reason <laughs> just by saying feel pain yeah but lucky for her, you know, once he finds out that she's alive and she reveals herself to him, you know, hey, I'm going to be with you forever again and I won't leave you anymore. And mm. uh, here, let's let me now defend you against these <laughs> evil vampires. My favorite part is like as she, you know, um, Alice drops her off. She's like, quick, he'll be by the clock tower. And the she'll be he'll be at the clock tower. You got to stop him. And I was like, "What clock tower? She's never been to this town." <laughs> but she somehow ends up finding Edward, and as Edward starts removing his shirt, revealing those sweet cum gutters, <laughs> Bella comes running in and hugs him. And he even did, and then the guy starts doing bits. He's like, "Oh, what is this? What heaven's like?" It's like, shut the hell up. <laughs> and she's like, "You need to get back because I'm here and I'm not gonna leave your side." And, and she then, says it. She says it dead. They say it deadpan to each other like that. The the, the deadpan dialogue in this, specifically <laughs> between Bella and Edward, is like they are both having a monotone dialogue off it, this entire movie. <laughs> and I think they're both losing? Yeah. <laughs> oh god. So and she ends up saving Edward's life. Um, Edward gets called, uh, Edward and Bella get called before the rest of the Volturi, um, which include Martin Sheen. I was surprised. I was like, dang. I hadn't seen that dude in a while. Mm-hmm. And at this point, they're testing out kind of why Michael Sheen, right? It's a different. Sheen. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I don't think he's a. Which one's Martin? I don't. Martin Sheen is uh, is fucking uh, is is the guy from Apocalypse Now. <laughs> he is not Martin Sheen. It is Michael Sheen, and I actually don't even know if he's related to the Sheen brothers. Yeah. He, I okay. Whichever Sheen was in Apocalypse Now is Emilio Estevez and uh, Charlie Sheen's dad. Yes. I know that, that for is a Martin. Fact. That is Martin. Yeah, that's Martin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I confuse Michael and Martin more often than I care to admit. 
And I really don't think Michael Steen is related because he's super British. Yeah, no, he does not look like any of them. <laughs> okay, I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, he has a very recognizable face too. He is clearly the uh, the um, main guy. It seems like right out of all of yeah, these. Dog. He's the hobby, and, like, and and he like he also has like the expressions to where like when I saw commercials for this movie, like his character, I didn't know who he was, but I recognized his face every single time I saw it. Yeah, I mean he's the one that stands out whenever uh, whenever they showed them and all those foppish dandies. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Michael Sheen calls in. Uh, Dakota Fanning, who is apparently this very powerful vampiress, and they test out Bella's abilities to not be affected by vampire abilities. <laughs> Where as she tries a lot of the stuff, she's just like, "Yeah, I'm here. Hi." <laughs> so uh, being able to withstand the weird um telekinetic pain, uh, they f- the Voltori feel that she is too much of a threat to um the vampire community, and they try to put her to death. Uh, Edward tries to uh stand up for her, but he ends up getting bodied super hard, and before he can have his head cracked open like a overripe papaya, um, that's when Bella ends up screaming that she'll that they can have her as long as uh Edward lives. Mm-hmm. Um, to which the main uh Volturi guy um finds very interesting asking, you know, you would sacrifice yourself uh for a soulless killing machine. Uh to which Bella responds, you know nothing about his soul. Mm-hmm. Um Alice, uh, with some clever thinking, she's able to fit, uh, she's able to pass on a vision uh, to Michael Sheen, saying that um, she's going to uh, turn, or she plans on turning uh, Bella herself, uh, therefore making her a part of the Cullen clan. Um, with this being enough to kind of appease the Volturi, they end up letting the Cullens leave. Um, and we get as they escape. Um, we also learn that the Voltari live in this town and they'll regularly feed uh tourists to them. <laughs> and what might actually be one of the coolest and like we missed it scenes is when um one of the the vampire tour guide takes a bunch of them into the chamber and you just start hearing them all screaming. <laughs> And I'm like, no, I, go back. I want to see that. That sounds no, cool. That was actually really good. It was actually really good. And I'm like, okay, cool. These guys are going to be villains later. And I can't wait to get to that movie. <laughs> Let's get to the movie where these guys show up and like are actually going to be people that you're going against. It's because clearly that's where we're heading at some point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they end up returning to Forks. Um. <laughs> And the Collins put it to a vote whether um, uh, Bella is going to be turned into a vampire or not. The only one that seems to not be okay with it is um, crap. What's her name? Was it Rosal Rosalie? Rosalie, yeah, yeah. Because and she says that. It's not a life that she would have picked. Um, and then she wished that if uh there was someone in the room when 
to make that decision for her, that there would have been someone that voted no, at least one person that voted no. Uh, this is very much we're marrying a minor off to a adult. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> it feels like a forced arranged marriage, even though Bella is like talking about how she's like 100% game for it. It's uh, clearly Edward and Rosalie feel uncomfortable with it, and so does she. I, mm. and, 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 and she, it, he does not, right? So it's weird. It's weird because it feels like at least like, you know, the person who they're saying that that is going to be with her, it's like you're like, no, I actually don't want this. <laughs> but at the same time, again, I don't understand why Edward wouldn't want it. And then but I also understand why he wouldn't want it. I don't know. To me, I feel like am I crazy or do I feel like he's probably the character that like despite the some of the stupid shit that the script has had him do. I find myself sympathizing or at least caring, being more interested in, I guess, in his role in all of this. I mean, he's the only one with foresight. Yeah. Because he's the only one thinking about, oh, hey, you know what? Immortality kind of super sucks. Like, you, you, unless you make it with other vampires, like, yeah, you see everyone you care about die. Um, and then you're kind of stuck in the body of this, you know, child that you are. Um, but now we're back at Jacob and Edward. And I guess, you know, Jacob, Jacob makes it a point. To say that you know, if the Cullens, if if any of the Cullens bites a human, then <laughs> their ancient monster treaty, uh, you know, between the Cullens and uh, the wolves, um, it's going or the Quillet, the Quillet, yeah, Quillet, yeah, it's going to be broken, um, and obviously setting up that the next movie is going to be like. Uh, the next movie is where we're really going to get to the meat of this, uh, you know, Jacob versus Edward kind of thing. <laughs> All he needed to, you want to make this extra cringe. All he had to say was, you break her heart, I'll break your neck. <laughs> and I'm very curious if the next movie in this series is going to at least make me care about Jacob more than I did because again I didn't this movie didn't really do a good job and for those of you who are fans of this I I wish I could understand what it is that you see in this because this is objectively worse than the first movie you didn't like the scene where where apparently Bella and Edward invent cottage core and then we find out she's a vampire <laughs> as they run through the woods <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh and by the way the whole your your thing with with uh jacob it's gonna get way worse before it gets any better oh jesus yeah i i fear for where we're going here and it's just i don't know it's just the first one i could go with it like we laughed we joked about it and we talked about the things that were dumb about it but again we had scenes like the vampires playing baseball and it was like it was so weird and ridiculous that it was kind of comedic in a way and i feel like 
it just felt like the last movie had more characters. It just felt like it had a better story, did it not? Like, this just didn't feel... It felt incomplete. It felt like a spin-off. It didn't even feel like a true sequel. It felt um, like you and, could shave easily a good 40 minutes off of this movie. Like, it, it feels was... like this movie exists for nothing else than to set up another movie down the road. And I don't even think that it, it does Jacob's character much good. Um, other than it being an introduction, but it just doesn't... Again, I don't find myself caring much more for these characters than I did last time. I feel like I cared more about at least... Um, before obviously before they revealed to be wolves but i think i cared more about you know jacob and and his father and like those characters even in the first movie you got the sense of what the relationship was between their family and bella's family and this it's just i don't know i don't know if it's just like the fact that it's only these characters and we've gotten rid of like all the people around them that just doesn't it it doesn't this doesn't even feel it doesn't even have the same feeling as the last movie for me no, because this movie decided to focus more on, like, the heartbreak aspect of a relationship with this, like, you know, long-lasting being. And the thing is, it clumsily handles the romance aspect. Yes. Right, because, it, you know, uh, if I'm to rewrite this in a way that probably... If I was to rewrite this, because, spoiler alert, I'm going to tell you this is not a good movie. And I did not like it. Mm-hmm. If I was to rewrite something like this, or if I'm telling you what better version of this would have been for me to have seen, it's Edward does not come back in this movie. If he oh, leaves yeah. for whatever reason that he's gone, he's out of the movie for the rest of the movie. You bring him back later, or you bring him back at the end, or stupid Marvel post credit, mid credit scene. You do that after, right? You don't get rid of him in the first act to come back to him in the third act when he's just been completely gone in the second and uh, to, to kind of at least make his absence feel more earned. It's just, we spent a lot of time with people telling us that it was something that was hurting Bella or that she was so upset about it, but I didn't get that feeling from it. And again, it's just, I don't know if it's just a problem with the writing or if they just weren't sure that the rest of these movies were going to be made it's just incomplete for me. It does not work for me. And I, yeah, I, I, I would have completely just made this. If you're going to make it the Jacob movie, I, man, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a way to make him a more <laughs> likable character, but at least not bringing <laughs> Edward back would have, wouldn't give me with such this lingering feeling where I'm just like, yeah, I actually don't care about Jacob and I'm not really interested in seeing what he does next. <laughs> Even though yeah. I know he's going to be a big part of the next movie, too. It, yeah. yeah. I, I'm also just like, wasn't this better when it was just a movie about someone falling in love with, in love with a vampire? Yeah, and this is kind of like the natural progression is when you want to expand the world. This is the the rescue run, right? Yeah. But I guess uh, it's it's one of those things that did have potential but again, the source material was also very, you know, this has been yeah. taken from the source material, and this was um, bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's what I gotta keep reminding myself of, is that what the origin of this story was, and um, like, yeah, if I could have written a di- like, like you said, it was one of those things where if you just don't have um, Edward 
at all in the rest of this movie and maybe um take some time in the third film to actually show the effects of this breakup and kind of like the end of the dissolution of the relationship on you know what effects it had for him either in the third movie or even if he sprinkled it throughout this movie so that we actually had a better understanding other than the weird force ghosts like yeah get rid of the force ghosts what purpose do they serve it's a thing that didn't exist the last time yeah because did that happen last time too where edward was able to talk to her like in force ghost mode no that's what i'm saying it's just it introduces too many things that did that weren't around last time Mm-hmm. like the fucking night terrors and the forest ghosts like that shit wasn't around before like yeah. you you've you've set up the world and now it just feels like you want to start creating new rules for it and and it's just not working for me so um we'll see maybe the next one is going to be where they start to put all of it together but i mean we got three more to get through we got eclipse and then breaking dawn <laughs> and then breaking dawn part two. <laughs> oh man cannot wait uh javi Yes. Do you like the Twilight Saga New Moon? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> where's my Where's my Charlie Swan movie where it's just a small <laughs> town like oh you know a small town cop who slowly learns that his his town is absolutely infested with monsters. <laughs> It'd be a great like Showtime series, would it not? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, no, absolutely. I would love to see that. Like, just you're a human cop trying to keep the peace between vampires and werewolves. Yeah, again, bring it. in more monsters. Bring in more monsters. Make it a full thing. It was they tried to expand too much and do too much. Um. And they really, really just made Jacob an unlikable character. And I, I'm I'm really hoping that there's a way to salvage kind of that character uh, going into the future. But as of right now, I don't understand why it was even a Team Edward versus Team Jacob thing. I mean, the guy seemed like a total insult. <laughs> yeah, I do think, again, I do think it's probably going to be something that gets more addressed in the next movie. Um, and I just it's very likely that it's a problem with adapting a novel, right? Like it, mm. it's maybe in a book, you just have more time to spend the fact that my guess is that maybe the next one, because it is going to revolve around possibly Bella and Edward getting married or something, mm-hmm. because it seems like that's where we're heading. Yeah. I think I get, I get it that that's where we have to go the next movie, but I guess maybe it's just not adapted correctly here. And that's why it feels like it's just, it's so sudden, the shift that it has. Like, the movie had the place it needs to get to, but the writing isn't good enough to get it where it needed to go. What about you, Angel? I mean, you, you did just kind of mention it, but yeah. Any final thoughts on how you feel? Did you like um, New Moon? I almost forgot the name of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not like it. It was, again, substantially worse than the first movie, and I was not expecting that i i was told by people i knew that this was possibly the best one and i i don't see it (laughs) it 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 is it it does it doesn't even look better it looks cheaper to me 
Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if I found out that the budget was less than it was the last time, or maybe they're just not using it appropriately. Again, it just feels like this is a sequel for sequel's sake. Mm-hmm. And I don't, or it could just be a thing where, you know, like when you watch like a pilot to a TV series and it's very different from what the series is like later, right? You know, it's the mm-hmm. first time that you're getting introduced to these characters. And by later in the season, they're more fleshed out and you kind of understand where they're coming from more. I'm giving this series a chance <clears throat> that maybe in the next movie or in the next couple of movies that it's going to flesh out some of these characters to make me at least care about them a little more. Um, specifically the wolves. I hope that the fact that we're going to have all the characters together in the next one, it's what it seems like that mm-hmm. it'll be, it'll feel more like it'll feel bigger than this felt. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they introduced the Voltori, introducing the wolves, and we already kind of have an idea where the end game is going to go, where, where the Collins and the wolves will hopefully take on in a really cool fight, you know, a bunch of vampires. But you know, we're, we're just going to have to, we're just going to have to wait and see and stick with the ride. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'd like to thank you guys for joining us for this episode of the show. Um, this is <laughs> uh, we're glad to be back i guess talking twilight and uh, we also really apologize for completely disappearing for a while um it, it's it, it's just has been scheduling right it, scheduling has been the hardest thing for us this year mm. and um it almost looked like we weren't even going to come back uh to do an episode uh until the beginning of next year so we're definitely glad that we were able to fix as much as we could to come back and continue doing the show. And we apologize for the, you know, final Halloween episode that we were not able to release. Um, which hopefully like a bonus something. Yeah. Which we out. can save it. We can save it for next year as well. So, um, and I'll go ahead and, and make sure that, you know, do what we can. And I'm hoping that this twilight series kind of makes up for us not being around for a while. And if the feedback is positive and, the numbers are there. There's no reason why we can't do another one of these young adult novel movie adaptation series after we get through all these Twilight movies. <laughs> Woo! Hunger Games, you're next! <laughs> um, so again, thank you guys for joining us. Please continue to interact with us on social media if you can. Uh, leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts um, and uh, rate the show if you can on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or your podcast uh platform of choice um it helps us get the word out for the show so um again we'll talk to you guys next week later y'all